Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Star Wars toys, as well as Marvel, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and convention coverage, hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. Star Wars Action News, covering the whole galaxy of Star Wars toys. Welcome to Star Wars Action News. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie. Welcome to episode 474. Not episode four. <laughs> episode 474. I'd like to think we've made some improvements since episode four. I think our speaking is better. I think that we're still a lot of fun. I think our microphones are better. Oh, yes. Absolutely. But that means we're getting close to 500 episodes. That's kind of scary and weird, isn't it? Yeah, we're getting old. Well, we are, yes. 11 years of podcasting. (sighs) Yeah. Hobbies changed a little bit, but... Everything has changed. We started when there were no more Star Wars movies. Now there's no end to Star Wars movies. It's a great time to be a collector. Before we get started, I did want to just tell everyone, yes, this is again an audio-only podcast. We are still doing videos. If you want to see videos of the reviews in this show and such... Head to our YouTube channel, because Daryl, Barrett, and Andrew are still working their butts off making videos for us. We're just not doing full video episodes right now. We're down a video editor, and we're looking to hire another one to come in and be able to hopefully bring back full weekly video episodes. And we'll still do a full video show from time to time. We're kind of looking at Comic-Con being our next one if we don't get somebody before then. But if you want to help bring back the full video podcast and help compensate the staff who works behind the scenes editing the show, doing videos for the show, graphics, sorting and editing all of the photos that we have on our site of all the items we review, head to our Podbean page. We were really honored last week. We were Podbean's featured podcast. Yeah, that was really cool. But, you know, we're going to have some cool stuff for different levels of the Podbean supporters, and you may elect to sign up for our box of what I call stoof and it's things I've collected over the years that I have spares of or fun tchotchkes from conventions you never know what you're gonna get you may get cookies who knows come to the pod bean we have cookies (laughs) yes and thank you to all of our supporters out there already and just our final disclaimer all the money that is coming in through Podbean is going to the people who make the show. It is not going to buy toys for us to review on the show. It is not going 
to us going to conventions to talk about on the show. It's going to the staff who makes the show and just trying to reimburse them a little bit. You know, as we've said, if we were to pay everyone who works on this show minimum wage for the hours they put in, each episode of this show when we did full video would be over $500 in salary. So these guys volunteer their time. We're just hoping that we can say thank you a little bit monetarily and hopefully bring in some more people to help them out so that they don't burn out. But now let's get to the show. Things are showing up in stores. Not for us, but (laughs) somewhere in the country, things are being found. Yeah, the Walmarts and Targets are pretty barren in our area. They're just like not restocking anything. I don't think it's selling through. I think it's just not getting there. Interestingly enough, that Ray Starkiller base that goes with the Kylo Ren Starkiller base we got late last year, those are starting to show up in stores. We missed out on the pre-order and we went to a Kmart to see if we could find this right. We only have two in town. Neither one of them have heating or air conditioning. Long story. No, it's Kmart. That's a pretty short story. (laughs) They both smell funky, too. I don't know what's going on there. But they had still five of the Kylo Ren on the Starkiller base on the shelf at the store and really not much else. I couldn't believe they had five of the Kylo Ren. It's making me think I shouldn't sweat so much the Ray, but... We'll see. Rey's a far more popular character than Kylo Ren, an inverse of the Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker phenomenon. I mean, I was a Luke kid, but... I was too. Vader's on all the packaging, so somebody thinks he's the most popular. Probably don't have to pay as much for likeness rights, because he's not a real person. I'm pretty sure they have Mark Hamill's likeness and soul in a bottle somewhere. <laughs> yeah, He's a nice guy, but I just think they've got him. <laughs> That contract. He lives in a little capsule like the Collector and Guardian of the Galaxy. Every so often they let him out to voice the Joker. (laughs) But yes, if you're looking for that Starkiller base ray, check it out. I really want one to go with that Kylo Ren. We hit our Kmarts and just found that. We've also been hitting our Walgreens because Scott from Tulsa has reported finding four new exclusive pops. And I'm not all in on Star Wars pops but I must have all of these. Yeah, nice collection of characters we've got here. First, big props for Kit Fisto. That is about time. Kit Fisto doesn't get enough love. You know, I've been a Kit Fisto fan. You know, Jill from Wisconsin, she's a big Kit Fisto fan. This is a nice touch. We've also got an AT-AT driver, Reese and Plo Koon. Reese is the one that I just need to have. A Funko Pop with three big black eyes. That's 50% better than all other Funko Pops. That is correct. Kit Fisto, he had those eyes in the movie. He did have those eyes in the movie, didn't he? He's super cute, though. I think they did a really good job on that one. So I'm checking our Walgreens. You know, luckily they are on every single corner in every city you go to, except the East Coast. So we must live in the city where the only street names are happy and healthy because every corner there's a Walgreens. Yeah, I made that joke to the Walgreens guy the other day because he asked me what I was looking for. I told him, he goes, oh, you might have to check another one. He goes, yeah, I'll just go to the next block. He goes, oh, that's funny. Yes, there's Healthy Place, Healthy Avenue, Healthy Street. Boulevard. Yes, we, we have them all. But I did learn a little trick, too. You can check online for stock and hit the stores that say they have those in stock. They may be the older one, might be the newer wave. It just depends. I also found out Walgreens can order them for you, too. We have yet to actually do that, though. Yes. So we've heard rumors that they can order it for you. We yes. may try that with this and see if that holds true. Now, if you are a pop collector... 
definitely check out the last episode of Marvelicious Toys at MarveliciousToys.com that Marjorie and I do with Justin, or check out the YouTube channel, because thanks to the blue snaggletooth in the Smuggler's Bounty Box, as well as a few of the Marvel pops I have, we did a full rundown on pop protectors and how to best store them and keep them so that the boxes don't get crushed because those things are flimsy, flimsy cardboard, and some of them sell for hundreds of dollars. Well, some of them sell for thousands of dollars, Arnie. There are some very pricey Star Wars ones out there, so if you didn't get early exclusives, because it seems that the early ones, when they would let everybody and their mother get an exclusive for like 2,500 pieces. Steve's Comic Store. Yes, exactly. Those go for some money. And I highly suggest using the pop protectors, especially if you're going to a convention. They come flat. So there's no bulk in your backpack until you actually buy them. But then you can buy them, flip open these cases, pop them in, and you're done. I can't tell you the number of times we've gotten back from San Diego Comic-Con and we didn't have the protectors and found the pops that we shipped home were ruined. Yeah, so what I do if you have to ship them is now they're going to go in the case, then they're going to go in a box, and I've got special pop-sized boxes from things that we've gotten shipped here. Put them in the box, and then that can go in another box. So check out that Marvelicious Toys, because we give tips on how to find all the different sizes because Comic-Con and various cons, they've got the two packs, the four packs, Walmart exclusives. Big ones, little ones, there's vehicles. And if you're a pop collector, you probably want to keep those in good shape because if you're spending that much for them or if you have an item that's worth that much if you ever decide to part with it, you want to keep it in good condition. While I didn't find the toys, the big purchase since our last show has been The Force Awakens. The Blu-ray finally came out, and as we talked about last show, there were multiple versions. I sat back and I pre-ordered all of them, but I chose the cheapest shipping, so while everybody was making me real jelly on Facebook by posting their pictures of what versions they got, and Nathan P. Butler posting his pictures of every version he got, I sat home and I'm like, I think mine are coming, but they came all by the end of the week. It was a few days lag. Yeah, it was not a big deal. I did go to the stores that morning, too, to see what was going on. I was there at Target when they opened, and this Target store staff was nice enough to let me in early because it was really cold out for being April. (laughs) It was like 26 degrees, and they felt bad for me, so they let me in early, which was nice. I was able to find the FN2187 pop there. Nice. Because they put out, they also have an exclusive t-shirt, which the Target still has. What was the t-shirt of? FN2187. Ah, okay. So it was the same pop with the bloody handprint. So they had those. There wasn't really, well, there was no crowd buying the DVD at Blu-ray at Target. There was one guy who came in and looked at it, and then he put it back and walked out of the store. I don't know if it was because people are complaining the packaging, the shrink wrap was too tight and causing some warping issues, but it was pretty empty. I went to Walmart. Not many people there either. And okay, no one was buying that there either. Well, I bought all four versions of the Blu-ray. I bought none of the DVD. I am wondering if I need to. But I don't think you do. I'm, I think I can wait for it to be like five bucks because when we were hitting Kmart's, they had stacks and stacks of the DVDs. The Blu-rays were all sold out. So I think I can wait for a deep discount come the holidays on that. But my firm belief was that the hardest one to get based upon the other movies I buy. And I buy quite a few Blu-rays and DVDs, and I try to get the Steelbooks one possible. Well, you have a Steelbook collection. Yes. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World in Steelbook, 
Fast and Furious steelbooks, Marvel movie steelbooks. Well, and you have a certain stately person over in the UK who started you down this path who also feeds your addiction. He and I have a great symbiosis of helping each other out with collectibles. And yes, he's helped me out with the Electra and the Ghost Rider steelbooks. And- the Ginger Prince is both an enabler and a supplier. It- it's like buying from the drug dealer almost. I owe him a life debt. Yes, you do. But when it comes to the Marvel movies, as we discussed the last show, they usually get 20 copies in and there's one guy there who goes in and buys them all and then turns around and tries to flip them on eBay. I hope he did it this time because I would (laughs) laugh like Nelson from The Simpsons at him because apparently they produced hundreds of thousands of these. Reports came in a week later that Best Buy still had literally hundreds of steel books in their stores. They were not the hard one to find. And it's gorgeous steelbook packaging, I have to say. It is just a nice set that it comes in with Kylo Ren on the front and Phasma on the back and wonderfully reflective. The art on the inside is just gorgeous. It's the Millennium Falcon flying over Jakku with the TIE Fighters behind it. Yeah, they did a really good job on that. You pop out the discs and the inside has this whole beautiful scene in there. It's really nice. It's a nice contrast because... The outside is so dark with Ren and Phasma, and it's gray, you know, it's steel and everything. You open it up, and it's that pretty blue and sand color. You have to take all the discs out to see that nice background, but I also think the Steelbook is actually one of the best ways to store the disc. Now, Steelbooks themselves, you have to put them in protectors, like we were talking about with Pops. I buy a lot of Steelbook protectors, because they'll scratch, they'll ding, but inside... They have three separate places for your discs, and while two are on the right and one on the left, the two on the right are at different heights, so it's keeping your discs well protected so they don't scratch, which is very important with a Blu-ray, even more than it was with a DVD. I also am put in a protector, so I don't ding or scratch. (laughs) But the one that was the single most popular, and I didn't see this coming, but I should have. Walmart with its BB-8 slipcase. I kind of figured that one would be really popular because it's BB-8 and he's the star. Well, the breakout character, if not the star. He's what, the Spicoli of Star Wars? Well, you're really dating yourself, and I don't know that I've seen that movie enough to know that Spicoli is the breakout star or the person to see in that movie. I think I've seen it once. (laughs) Yeah, Spicoli's the one. Okay. Aloha, Mr. Hand. That's what BB-8 is saying. But... It's actually a Velcro cover that you open up and you see the heroes of the Resistance, Han, Poe, Rey, and Finn. And it's that nice, hard, plastic Velcro, so it actually kind of feels like a snap instead of like a... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know there's a little Velcro like buttons that they have, and it's just like a little dot. Uh And it's nice and doesn't warp the cover too much. My concern is repeated... Pulling and pushing is going to warp it, so I'd suggest maybe like looking at it every once in a while, not all the time. Well, maybe we are a little anal retentive about protecting our collectibles, but you also said you feel like that BB-8 flap could be damaged in time. Yeah, exactly, from the constant flipping, and I just feel that that is going to be something that somebody rips off or whatever, you know. There's only so many times, you know, your eight-year-old's gonna ch-ch-ch-ch, and it's done. Now- In addition to the BB-8 slipcover, you also got 
a special Topps Galactic Connections piece. And I don't play that game. I don't collect it. It came with a little instruction sheet that I looked through. It's random what piece you get. It's inside the DVD itself. So you have to buy it and open it to find out. I got Boba Fett. If I'm going to get just one, it's Boba Fett. If I'm going to get, well, if just one, it'll probably be Greedo. I'll have to check eBay to see if they make him. But Boba Fett, not a bad one to get, but not a reason to purchase in my mind. It's just a series two piece. I don't believe it's anything other than an enticement for me to go buy more. I think that's what it's intended. I've noticed these things are just sitting there and not moving at all at Walmart. So I'm guessing this is a way to entice you to buy more. Despite having the glorious slipcover, though, Walmart is actually my least favorite packaging because you take out of the slipcover and you've got your Blu-ray case. But I compared it to the regular release. It's slightly smaller. The Blu-ray case? Yeah. <gasps> Maybe to make the slipcover fit. Yeah, it's like an eighth or a sixteenth of an inch shorter and narrower. Interesting. And then, you know what they did that I really actively dislike i don't know if this is a secret everybody knows this but just as background walmart often makes manufacturers give them cheaper items they demand the price be lower so that they can charge less and they have that buying volume there's actually a really great documentary on c-span every once in a while it pops up where you can watch different companies go pitch ideas to walmart in bentonville arkansas and you see this whole matrix of how they determine what price, how it's going to do in the store. And it's really kind of neat. And I don't know the name of it. I've just watched it like in three different parts when it's popped up, but it's really good and interesting. And a lot of the manufacturers bemoan the fact that they have to lower their asking price in order to even get it in Walmart. But once they get it in, they do gangbusters. They have to make product sacrifices though. They made one with this release. All of these releases are three disc sets. You get a Blu-ray, you get the Blu-ray bonus disc, and then you get the movie on DVD as well. So you got the three discs. And like I mentioned, the Best Buy had a separate spot for each disc. The Walmart ones have the DVD on the left. You open it up, there's discs on the left and the right. On the right, stacked on top of each other, Ugh. are both Blu-ray discs. Don't like that. That asks for scratches. I really hate it <laughs> when companies do this. I was pulling out Man of Steel the other day to watch before Batman v Superman, and they did that. Two discs on each side. I'm like, no, this is a way to scratch the discs. Now I have to go buy another package. If I... Maybe that's their strategy, Arnie. If this was the only copy of The Force Awakens I bought, I'd be buying another one. Because this is one of four, I'm like, all right, those discs are going to be scratched, but at least I have a nice BB-8 slipcase and a Boba Fett Connections disc. But honestly... I know everybody wants that BB-8 slipcase, and it's a cool slipcase. Don't get me wrong, but as far as Blu-ray movie goes, if you actually still put physical media in a disc, and I rarely do. I love my iTunes movies, but I know the Blu-ray has the higher bit rate. It is technically better, even though it's all 1080p. For the physical discs, to me, Walmart is the worst. But to a lot of people, Target is the worst. I was intrigued by Target. First of all, they had the exclusive I wanted most. It's not a slipcover or a steelbook. I love my steelbooks. I love content. I love information. I want to absorb every bit of the Star Wars universe I can. When the first DVDs came out, I just sat there and watched the movies with the commentaries on. I watched every bonus feature. 
And so Target came with two exclusive bonus features. That's what I wanted. It also had a really nice cover, though. It's the six characters all behind something. I don't know why that was the marketing is them obscured, but Ray had a staff and Han had his blaster and Kylo Ren and Finn were behind sabers. Everybody's peering through something except for BB-8 who's peering through the only at Target sticker. And I thought when they were advertising this, that looked gorgeous. And then I started hearing reports. It's not a standard Blu-ray case. It's merely a cardboard fold-out sleeve, like really cheap feeling and... I know what you mean. I hate those. Yeah. And I got it after hearing people just complain about it. One member of our forum said it was so awful and his was falling apart that he took it back and the target manager was like, you can only exchange it for another one. But after demonstrating the lack of quality in the packaging, the target manager gave him a refund on the movie. Wow. So I expected to hate this thing. Now, I'll say it probably falls in the middle for me as far as disc protection. Better than Walmart, given that each disc is in its own cardboard sleeve, but not as good as Best Buy, where everything has its own place. But the packaging is absolutely gorgeous photography. Now, it's nothing hugely original, but you open it up, and you've got, on the left, you've got your heroes with Finn, Ray, Han, and Poe, and on the right... You've got your bad guys with Hux and Phasma and Kylo Ren in these really vibrant pictures. Then you open it up again. So you got four panels across and you've again got the hiding behind something, Leia, Han, Rey, and Finn. And behind three of those is where they keep the individual discs. Now mine's not falling apart. I think it's very pretty. I think that being cardboard, it's not the greatest delivery mechanism. Being sleeves, it's not the greatest storage mechanism. But you get the bonus content, you get the pretty pictures. I like this Target release. And yours wasn't damaged from the shrink wrap? Not at all. Hmm. A lot of people complained about that. I could see the corners getting compressed. It was tight shrink wrap. I did take a box cutter and very gently went along the seam so that it popped open easily. If I'd started tugging at it and tearing at it, it probably would have been worse. But no, mine's not damaged and I liked it quite a bit. Hmm. The final was the regular release and this happens to me a lot. I forgot to buy the regular release. I was so focused on the exclusives. We've come across that you forget to buy the standard issue and you make sure you have the exclusives and then you're like, oh wait, huh. Also, when it comes to things like the Walmart slipcases, I was fairly convinced that what's inside that slipcase is the regular release, and indeed, it does look very similar. But I went ahead and, for the sake of this review, ordered the regular release off Amazon, and I'm glad I did. Because, first of all, this first release, and I don't know if this will change going forward, also has a slipcover that none of the others had. And it's this awesome kind of iridescent metal around the Star Wars logo, that, like, if you look at it in different lights, kind of changes color. It's a little purpley at times. Really sparkles. And I know a lot of CDs and Blu-rays and DVDs put extra packaging touches like that on the first printing. And then when they get to second, third printings, they don't have it. So I'm glad I got this in case they stop making it later. Inside is a case that looks just like the Walmart one until I put them next to each other and noticed it was ever so slightly bigger. <laughs> and then I opened it up. And it's so much nicer than the Walmart one because 
It has the space for the disc on the right. It also has one of those hinged disc. Oh, that has the two sided. So it's like the little circle that's hinged. Uh huh. That you put a disc on each side. Okay. Yeah. That is very handy. So all three of your discs are really well protected. And unlike the steel book, you don't have to pull one disc out to get to the other disc because the steel book, they overlap a little. So mm-hmm. to get to disc three, you got to remove disc two. So as far as disc accessibility, packaging, and safety, the regular release is tops. As far as the rest of the packaging goes, it's the standard packaging. It's nice packaging. I mean, they didn't make an ugly box in this entire collection. So as far as I rank them, though, as terms of collectability, for me, Steelbook number one, regular release number two, Target number three, and that BB-8 slipcover number four because it's just a slipcover and the discs are packed horribly in it. (laughs) As far as what's in all these boxes, the discs themselves, I mean, the movie looks gorgeous. It's very pretty. I'm a little let down, though, by the bonus content. I mean, after the prequels, where you got all of those webisode documentaries and the commentaries, even when they released the original trilogy, I was a little bit disappointed that the commentaries were just Ben Burt and then taking snippets of interviews from Lucas and Carrie Fisher and things, but... This one, no commentary at all. There's a one-hour making-of documentary that I enjoyed watching, but I was left wanting more from it. It hits so many areas. I can't think of a topic other than more of the screenwriting behind the scenes, more of the story elements that I would have liked to have seen from it, but it doesn't go in-depth with anything. I can't believe they even bothered bringing up the fact that they had a different screenwriter on it and they had to let him go. Their excuse was he was taking too long. What I've really heard is he was writing a script based upon Lucas's ideas of a Han, Leia, Luke adventure that would introduce new characters. And JJ came in and he wanted a young adventure that included some older characters. And so to do JJ's vision instead of Lucas's, they changed screenwriters. That's what I've heard. Take that for what it's worth. It's not what they said in the documentary. What, was he late one day? And they're just like, you know what, Bob, we can't deal with this anymore. Kathleen Kennedy was there and she said that this screenwriter takes years to write a screenplay, researching and really immersing himself into it. And they wanted a movie out in 2015. They hoped he'd move faster. He didn't. And so they replaced him. Sounds like they knew that going in, though. Yeah. I mean... If you hire somebody and you know what they do and you know their history. That, that's like hiring you for something and then being shocked that you like Star Wars. Yeah, if, yeah, exactly. If you've ever seen me draw something, <laughs> you know I'm terrible at it. If you then hire me as an artist, you don't just go, well, we know he draws badly, but we hired him hoping he'd draw well this time. And then he didn't. Yeah, exactly. One person has any art that I've drawn, and that's Scott West. He's got a hammerhead I drew with a bird on it, and it's terrible. There were some deleted scenes there, and I was anxious for those because there were scenes released ahead of time, photos of snowtroopers and Kylo Ren walking through the snow and all this. Each of those scenes kind of made me scratch my head and go, why did they film this? That's the problem with deleted scenes, because you do watch a lot of deleted scenes for now playing, just to get a feel, you know, and sometimes I would say maybe one time out of 10, you're like, oh man, that would have been great. That seemed to explain this to this, and it needed that jump. And other times you're like, 
okay, the other nine times, you're sitting there like, they wasted everybody's time, and I can't believe how much money they've wasted on this. There's an action scene I was surprised they cut that I actually enjoyed. It was on Starkiller Base. Ray and Finn were in some kind of speeder vehicle, being chased by snowtroopers, and they were shooting back and forth. It was exciting. I don't know why you'd cut an action scene. I mean, that's what people are there for. Maybe it was running time. It was obviously unfinished. They cut it early on before all the effects were done, but it was cool. And they cut Kylo Ren and the snowtroopers finding the Millennium Falcon and walking through it. And I liked that scene. The rest of it, like, there was a really weird one of a lady walking up to Rey while Finn was in the med unit and being like, your friend will be fine. Unless that person who spoke to Rey is going to become a really major character later. I'm like, why was that there? It's so weird a scene. But there wasn't anything there. What I'd hoped for is the mystery of Constable Zuvio. Yeah. If you heard the now playing review, or at least the extended one that's no longer available, I know I went into the fact that I thought Constable Zuvio was involved with Unkar Plutt on Jakku and all of that. Entertainment Weekly came out this week and said that they uncovered the mystery of Zuvio. And I linked to this from Facebook. It's a fun article to read because an Entertainment Weekly reporter took my level of love for this with this and talked about how Constable Zuvio figures were warming the pegs and there's a EU story out about Zuvio and they went to everyone and finally got to J.J. Abrams and asked about Zuvio and J.J. was like, who? There were no scenes. And in fact, Pablo Hidalgo freeze-framed the Blu-ray. There are four frames that have Constable Zuvio in the background. So at some point... There must have been something bigger. No, they said that they were just looking for characters that were safe for Hasbro to release before the movie. And this was done a couple years before. They didn't know how prominent Constable Zuvio would be. And they said this ends up kind of like Prune Face back in the old movies where you barely see him. But he's there in the background here. You really don't see him, but he's got a book. So basically he's an EU figure. But isn't the EU called something different now? Yes, the story group canon. It's still books, comics, and non-movie stuff. Yes. Maybe this was their attempt to circumvent the whole brouhaha over, we need this cantina alien, even though they were only in there for 2.5 seconds. I really want a Black Series 6-inch Unkar plot. That's what I want. You could have canceled Zuvio and given me Unkar. Then if I ever meet Simon Pegg, I have something for him to sign. Or any of his movies. I do have a Shaun of the Dead steelbook. I'm sure you do. So having watched all the bonus features here, I'm just a little bit let down with the extras. I understand this is the way the things are going, is home media physical sales aren't where they used to be. They're declining month after month to new lows. Ever since the DVD craze when people were buying every movie, including me. <laughs> I had over a thousand DVDs when I parted with that collection, and people just aren't buying movies anymore, so they have less incentive to make nice packages. That said, they didn't even put out a 3D disc of this, and there's rumors that later in the year they're going to release the 3D set. I don't know if those rumors are true, because everything I'm reading at Blu-ray.com is that 3D home media is dead, that it just never took off. And the new 4K sets aren't even coming with a 3D option. I will say that we did watch it a few times at home, but largely we just didn't. I don't know. Maybe because it's more of an experience and that's the last 
like true experience you have at the theater still. I mean, because you can go see a movie, who cares? Whoop-de-dee, anytime. But a 3D movie has special times. They don't have so many screens showing it because they're limited. Now, our 3D theater is awful. They're miscalibrated and we usually have to travel out of town to go see a good 3D movie. But it's the last experience we have left at the movie theater besides movie marathons. I watch it more often than you do because you have an eye condition. You don't even see it. It gives you headaches. That's true. All I get is headaches. I don't get the 3D effect most of the time. Plus, we've had endless technical problems with our home theater 3D. I've only ever been able to get one pair of glasses to work at a time. So I watch 3D movies alone at home, and I'd be very disappointed if I couldn't watch this in 3D. But my real hope is if they come out with an ultimate 3D package, A, that they don't make me buy four copies again, they will, but, (laughs) and B, that they do include some of those features they didn't hear, like a writer-director commentary, a cast and crew commentary, the stuff that I really devour. I mean, it's a sad state of affairs. When I'm reviewing League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for now playing, and Fox has put like 10 hours of bonus features on for that thing, and then I want The Force Awakens, and I have about two hours of bonus features. The Target Digital Exclusive bonus features... One of them was about weapons making, and I thought that one was okay. And the other one was an interview, though, with Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. That's honestly my favorite bonus feature, and you can only get it at Target. It has them rapping with John Boyega beatboxing while Daisy Ridley's rapping, and it intercuts a whole bunch of people dancing. I mean, it's really fun. I mean, it made me like these two actors as people to see this conversation with them and what it was like for them to come in and go through the audition process. It was only 11 minutes, but it was one of the highlights. And it was stuff that should have been included in like that hour-long documentary. It was really a good in-depth conversation with them, as in-depth as 11 minutes could get. There's also an iTunes-exclusive bonus feature. But all the copies I bought came with a Disney Movies Anywhere digital code, which I could then redeem on iTunes. So I got the iTunes bonus feature as part of this purchase. And it's about making the costumes. And it was mildly interesting. And I'll again say to everyone, I'm a fan of if you get these digital exclusive bonus features, archive them. Don't pirate them. Don't post them. Archive them for yourself. And I'm going to share a trick. If you have a Windows machine, I'm mostly Mac in my house, but I do have a Microsoft Surface I love. Windows key R in Windows 10 brings up a screen recorder and you can record whatever's happening on your screen. So I have successfully archived and I will never post them anywhere. I am not advocating piracy. I'm advocating personal archive backup of these bonus features. Works great. Much harder to do on a Mac. You can do the... Target exclusive bonus features with QuickTime, but Mac is smart. To stop piracy, they don't let QuickTime record iTunes. Okay, that makes sense. I think you've been immersed in this for the last week, Arnie. It's been awesome. Living Star Wars, I mean, I've been photographing statues and photographing figures that we're going to talk about and listening to commentaries and soundtracks while I do it and bonus features. Not commentaries. Take out commentaries. There was no commentary, but documentaries. It's been Like I said, it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Now, the same day the Blu-rays were released, we may not have hit stores, I ordered everything online, but we were awake at 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, I got it first, because you're impossible to wake up with an alarm. Well, that does happen, but... We got up at 
Well, 1.45, to get ready. This is central time. Mm-hmm. To get ready for the Disney Elite figure sale. They were putting on the oldies but goodies from the summer and fall <laughs> back on sale. All the original trilogy ones that were very limited and sold out very quick. And we were lucky enough to get all of them except for Boba Fett. And thanks to a listener, we were able to get that too. So we had them all and I was like, oh, they're re-releasing them. Well, good for people who didn't get them. Get a chance to get them. Then they said, and the Boba Fett re-release is different. Now he has his cape. Well, of course. And given how fast the Boba Fett sold out last time, these things went on sale at midnight Pacific. So we were up at 2 a.m. watching it go. I did wake up and Marjorie was on her phone. I was on a computer. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Fresh. Around 2.15, they finally came online. Now, the news isn't that we got them. I mean, the news is that we woke up at our normal 6 a.m. time and they were still in stock. Yeah, that was a bit of a downer. But nice that they made them available that quantity. Because not everyone can get up at 2 a.m. Not everyone wants to. You and I, perhaps, are literally insane. And that was attractive for us. It was fun, though, to have that kind of adrenaline going. It's been a long time since an online order has had that level of energy. That's true. It has been a while since you've had that level of energy. And I will tell you that toy runs are just kind of like, eh, now because we buy everything online because we can be assured to get it because we don't see a lot in stores anymore. That was fun, though. Yeah. And you also got all jazzed up because that day, on the day that The Force Awakens was released, of course, it's the perfect time for Phantom Menace. Zoom zooms. Yeah, I got so excited buying that Boba Fett for you that I completely forgot to put my Zoom zooms in the cart. So I completely missed the Phantom Menace wave of Zoom zooms, but you were sweet enough to hop online that next day and get them for me. Now, there was one character in this Phantom Menace set that made this particularly attractive to me. I ordered you two of him. Yes. So you have Jar 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 Jar. Yes, I have Jar 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 Jar. And he is perhaps the best Tsum Tsum ever created. I love his big googly stalk eyes. He's got his ears. He has got the best and sweetest little face. I absolutely love it. He also has all his friends. He's got Amidala, Darth Maul, Obi-Wan, or as the guy at the store said the other day, Obi-Wan, Gwygon, Sebulba, and Anakin. The Jar Jar... The Sebulba are tremendous. The Anakin and Amidala, not so much. Anakin, I don't think I would know what he is out of context. I think that the non-humans excel in this line, and the humans I just buy because, well, I can't just buy a few. I'm sorry. We did a full review of the first wave of Tsum Tsums recently, and Marjorie said she's all in, and she's continued that. You were disappointed, though, that they only had Jar Jar in one size. You were, like, ready to buy the medium and the large. I was really hoping that they would make Jar Jar in all the sizes because I would have to buy him. But the Panda Menace is only available in the minis. So far. Yes, so far. But they don't have a ton in the medium yet, either. I mean, they don't have every single one they've made. So there's hope that maybe there's more coming. Like, they didn't make a medium or large Han. It's kind of like the law of dissipating returns because (laughs) not so many make the medium cut, and then even fewer make the large cut. And the larges are huge. I mean, they're really big. But cross your fingers because it appears to be the non-human ones that they're making in the medium and large. And speaking of all these Disney store items, yakface.com reported 
just when I thought I was finally done with Elite figures, at least until Rogue One, there is another. Over in Italy, a new Star Wars Elite series repaint was found. Why did we get Boba Fett with a cape? Well, because the prototype Boba Fett had a cape, and now an all-white Boba Fett in prototype armor has been found overseas in Milan. Now, maybe he's just there for a fashion show and decided to wear all white. <laughs> I couldn't even get the laughter out on that one. <laughs> Good one. Or maybe this is going to be coming to the States. And speaking of Rogue One, there's some news to be had there as well. StarWars.com released what the generic packaging is going to look like come Rogue One. And I posted to Facebook, I think this is the nicest generic packaging they've ever had. Now, when I say generic, it means it's not your Hasbro toys. It's not your sideshow box. When you go and you find the housewares, you find your plate sets, you find your silicon molds, all these various items, you find the plushies with the tags, they all have the same thing. The Easter items. The all-purpose. Yeah. That's a better than saying generic, I think, Arnie. Maybe it's the all-purpose packaging that you're going to find and all the tchotchkes. Right. And the best way to exemplify this is with episode three, everywhere you looked was Darth Vader, right? And then around the time of the Clone Wars, everywhere you looked was the Stormtroopers. And then they brought the red and black one in and the dark blues they've had all these various ones but they've usually been character focused it's darth maul it's kylo ren it's darth vader this packaging is absolutely gorgeous as it's just focusing on the imperial forces and i absolutely love the look of this with the adats fighting i don't know if they're the at-ats or the at-acts that are there but you've got those, and you've got the Black Death Trooper up front, and the TIE Fighters in the background. I mean, it's just a gorgeous look. Yeah, I like that it's stuff we don't know, but very similar to what we know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it brings home that iconic feel. That's one of the big things I loved about the trailer for Rogue One. I, I went out and I said this, and it's no offense to The Force Awakens. I like that movie. But the trailer for Rogue One got me more excited than any of the trailers for The Force Awakens did. The Force Awakens told me Star Wars was back. Chewie were home. But I never knew what the story was. I never knew what was going on with it. Here, I know what's going on with Rogue One, and it's freaking exciting. And to see the AT-ATs on the planet shooting, and to see the Kung Fu guy, I don't know if he's a Jedi or just a ninja but fighting with that staff the samurai Mm-hmm. going back to kind of the lucas original influences of hidden fortress i mean some really kick-ass stuff going on there and this packaging kind of brings it home and speaking of rogue one our friends over at jedi news have been posting some rumor lists they've as of this recording put up the first three waves that they expect to be released on the new upcoming Force Friday, which they're listing as the 30th of September. I've heard other information that says it may be late July. It was going to be earlier this year, according to a source I've spoken with. They're hearing late September. We know that Hasbro said the first Rogue One figure will be available at San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And you remember a few years ago with the 
Clone Wars cartoon where they did the launch of the toys at the same time as San Diego Comic-Con, and they had a big event at one of the Toys R Us's. Of course, that was for a movie coming out in August yeah. versus this being a movie in December. So who knows? We'll see. But in wave one, they're rumoring that it's not going to be an all Rogue One wave. In fact, only three of the figures are specifically from Rogue One. You're going to get a repack of Rey and BB-8, who has not been hard to find for me at all recently. So no, you're no. going from Where's Ray to Peg Warming Ray. I, I will say that having hit some toy stores recently, yeah, you can get Ray if you go to the store. Kylo Ren, a new mold, a medical droid, unspecified whether that's original trilogy, prequel trilogy, new saga, or Rogue One. Then from Rogue One, Jin Erso, our main character. Stormtrooper, no rumors on if it's the white one, the sand trooper, the black one. And then Seal Team Male, Forrest Whitaker's character whose name has not yet been revealed. Wave 2, a Princess Leia figure or Empire Commander from Rogue One against Stormtrooper from Rogue One. Episode 7 C-3PO, Red Arm of course. The Shadow Trooper is what Jedi News is calling it from Rogue One. I heard they're called... Death Troopers from the Death Star. And then a repack of Jin Erso, or carry forward figure. Wave 3, Darth Revan, that fan's choice figure finally hitting shelves. Rogue One Stormtrooper, an Adat Driver, a Empire Strikes Back Ghost of Obi-Wan figure, a Empire Strikes Back Snow Trooper figure, and then Sabine Wren. Again, the fan's choice figure hitting shelves. So... I think that's a good mix. You got some original trilogy, you got some fans' choice winners from the old EU and Rebels, and that Sabine figure looks great at Toy Fair. You've got Rogue One. It looks like they're not going as heavy on the new movie with Rogue One the way they did with The Force Awakens, where every toy was The Force Awakens. Yeah, interesting mix there. And speaking of figures from new movies, to keep going with The Force Awakens theme today, we're going to be taking a look at Three different Force Awakens Stormtroopers. The first one, I got bit by this bug hard <laughs> at C2E2. I'd been looking at the Star Wars figure arts figures, but with all the new figures coming out, the Revolt Tech and the Egg Attack and everything else going on, I was like, I don't know where to buy. But I'm on a SH figure arts kick lately. I started because of Marvelicious Toys. And now, in addition to the Marvel ones, we've got, on the way, a Freddie Mercury for Marjorie. Yay! I love Freddie. I'm a big Queen fan. I always have been since I was a little girl in the 80s. A Bruce Lee, a Harley Quinn, and now we're going to look at the first of two Star Wars figures I ordered. The second one hasn't arrived yet, but the Star Wars figure is the First Order Stormtrooper. I found one of these at C2E2 for about $70, and I almost bought it, but then I decided to look online. I was able to get it ordered for about $55. MSRP on these is $40 to $50 if you can get it for that. Because they're not sold in the States, they sell out pretty dang quick. So I picked this one up off Amazon, and we'll be taking a look at it here. Now, I'm used to you buying the Marvel versions of these, the Marvel line. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I have to say, the Marvel packaging, 
totally blows the Star Wars packaging away. This is a cool box, don't get me wrong, but they pack it in like a bigger box. It's more ornate on the front. It's got a lot of that spot UV on there to make the colors pop. It's more of a... I feel like I'm getting more for my money based on the packaging. Does that make sense? Packaging matters. Even though I open these toys, there's nothing more to get that first blush curb appeal, for lack of a better term here, than a gorgeous package. And I noticed it too. I mean, I spent almost 60 bucks on this figure and I open it and the box is really small. It looks almost like a tissue box. You know, that's what struck me is it's very small. And you know, I I will say Jerry's gonna be very proud of me because this is his line, but it's his line of work. I'm a sucker for good packaging. And this one, I totally would have passed this by because the packaging is so utilitarian. There's nothing special about it. It does have the words Star Wars and on the front on the plastic window in a shiny gold font and print, but I wouldn't look at that and think, that's worth $70. But then you look at the Marvel one, I'm like, holy crap, that's a really awesome figure. Now, here's where the difference is, is this is a narrower box. It's the same height. I blame the Star Wars style guide. We were just talking about how they have the new upcoming basic packaging. Well, we've talked about this with Hot Toys, with Sideshow Statues, with so much, Lucasfilm demands adherence to their style guide so much at the detriment of the creativity of the packagers. Because I buy Hot Toys Marvel figures and every box I open, I'm like, look at the box, look at the box. And with the Star Wars ones, I'm like, all right, let's look at the figure. Mm -hmm. And here, what they've done is there's no art of the character. I wouldn't say there's nothing to like about this box. I really like the subtle foil gold of Star Wars, the way it's printed on the window, and you got SH figure arts describing what it is, a new standard figure series that incorporates the Bandai action figure art under the theme, Pursuing Character Expression Through Humanoid Action. Well, I said it was just very utilitarian, though. Yeah, but it's a highly gloss box that has like this metal going down the side or this red that looks metallic on two of the sides. The back does look like it could be from any action figure line. There's three shots of the figure in different poses, some Japanese lettering. This isn't a line readily available in the States. But yeah, the package is nothing to write home about. It belies the quality of what's inside. It does. And I will tell you, if you put anything in a shiny, pretty, amazing package that gets me to stop and look at the packaging, I'm probably buying it. There's been so much makeup I've purchased because the packaging just like knocks my socks off. I'll tell you this. You didn't remember how much figure arts cost. And you saw this. And you said, how much did you spend on it? And I told you and you went, ah. Yeah. And then you didn't realize it was even the same line. I was getting stuff out in the photo studio and pulled out a figure arts Iron Man and you're like, oh, how much did you pay for this? And it was about the same money. You went, oh, okay. Yes. Also, I'd like to point out, it's not because I'm asking him because I care. I'm just nosy about, you know, hey, how much is this one? How much is this one? Because not because I'm judging him. No, no. It's because we do this show and knowing value per dollar and you help inform my decisions. Sometimes when I'm on the fence, you tell me if it's worth it or not. And I appreciate that input. You never told me no. No, you that's just, part of my problem. You sometimes say you don't think it's worth the money and that I can choose to agree or disagree. I would have a monster if you were an eight-year-old boy. Let's put it like that. Now, inside the package, you get one figure. He comes with a total of six hands, two on the body and four extras and one blaster. Now, my comparison for this is the Hasbro Black Series six-inch figure, which costs, I will say, 
half or less than half as much. If you go with MSRP, it's about half the price. This figure is ever so slightly shorter and a little bit narrower, but comparing them apples to apples, immediately, the armor on this one is so much nicer. It is. First of all, it's more white, which white is a notoriously hard color. Blacks and whites, hard to match. They've done a phenomenal job on this. And I first thing I noticed was in addition to this one is a very good bright white, was that the body seemed more like a human inside of there versus just this blocky figure. Like, I think they got the chest shape right, the torso right, and the legs seemed right. It seemed more like lifelike to me, if that makes sense. When I compared it to the other one, this one actually looked a little bit bluish white, because like you say, whites are hard. And the other one looked a little more grayish white, but what this one had was it actually felt like armor and its sheen and everything. Whereas when I put the two next to each other, I loved the Black Series Stormtrooper figure in isolation. When I put it next to this one, it looked like unpainted plastic. It looked like it was just shaped plastic, whereas this feels like armor. Now, the next thing with this that I noticed, and I'm, I'll give the Hasbro figure a plus in this, is that there was some odd sculpting on the hip that I didn't quite know what it was. I wasn't sure. It's on his right hip. And so I got out the Black Series 6-inch figure. The Black Series 6-inch did come with that little blaster there that you could plug into the leg. Here, you're only getting the main blaster, not the little pistol-type gun that came on the leg. That said, there's such sculpting in this figure arts figure that I never noticed in the trooper before on the chest plate, on the leg plates, all these little recessed areas that are just white, but such amazing detail. Oh yeah, like on his stomach and back, there's all these little lines and ridges. Down his leg, there's little bits and pieces that you never noticed before. He's got a little divot in his butt. All of the black in his waist and under his neck is ribbed as well, which is like it was in the film. It's almost like some kind of conduit instead of a bodysuit. Yeah, it's really, really detailed for its size. And what's funny is, this is my first time holding it, it feels so much more lightweight than you'd expect. It is lighter than the Hasbro figure. It's just either a lighter plastic or maybe it's a little hollower inside to allow for the articulation. I do like it a lot. It's really tremendous. The paint on the figure is flawless, though. I mean, on a Stormtrooper, you don't have a whole lot of paint. You've got some black and some white. But there was a little speck on his faceplate. And I'm like, oh, God, did I get dirty paint? Because on a Hasbro figure, I expect it. On a figure I paid over $50 for, I get a little particular, but I'd live with it. It was dirt. And then I got out my macro lens. I couldn't find a hair of thin paint, paint outside the lines, paint where there shouldn't be, paint I could see through. I mean, they have amazing detail on this. It is. It really does have more than I expected and definitely more than the Black Series figure. I think this is a more realistic depiction, especially since it looks more of a human shape, because I didn't realize it until I put this one next to the Black Series one, how barrel-chested the Black Series one is. I'm assuming it's part of getting the articulation in there and that kind of stuff, and maybe all the parts. What I'll say also, though, is the posture becomes more human. When I was shooting the Black Series Stormtrooper, all I thought of was a trooper. Sir, yes, sir, standing at attention, shooting the gun... 
Here, when I started posing this one and I broke out some backdrops, I started visualizing John Boyega in the suit. Like, I had him walking through the desert and I had him looking a little tired and haggard. And I'm like envisioning like I'm posing a human that had that level of detail and the proportions were so right that I could think of it as a person versus thinking of it as a stock trooper. And that's where this figure really blows the Black Series figure away, though. I mean, by and large, yes, it's got better paint. That worth $30? Probably not. It's a little better proportioned. That worth $30? Maybe $10, $15. But this thing has over double the articulation of the Black Series Trooper. I went to JediTempleArchives.com. They stopped counting at 47 points of articulation on this. Wow. Versus the Black Series, which has 20-some. So let's say 50 points of articulation. I mean, we've got toe articulation that allows him to actually kneel and in a human position, not like in a weird tripod position. You've got the ability to move his shoulder armor as well as his shoulders so that you can make it lay naturally like it would if it were a real outfit. The items on his belt can flap up and down so you could have them in a more action-y, like they're jostling way. I will admit that I was a little panicked when one of his little pouches popped up, and I'm like, <gasps> and I'm like, oh, wait, it's on a little pivot. It moves. And, you know, speaking of the articulation, he stands so much better. I mean, it just, the way he can move and the way you can, the toads is amazing. He stands. I just stood him with, like, no muss whatsoever. It took a little bit for me to pose him and to get him kneeling, but I think that lighter figure has a better center of gravity to it. And yeah, I was able to get him in a lot of poses. One of the big poses for me, especially with this blaster rifle, is the two-handed gun. And I had so much trouble getting that two-handed gun pose when I was playing with the Black Series Trooper. And I saw some pictures online. You can kind of do it, but you kind of cheat it. Here, I can get him standing at attention with two hands on the gun. I can get him shooting from the hip with two hands on the gun. I can get him looking kind of through the scope. There's so much range here that I was able to put him in any position I wanted and with a little bit of work on the ankles and the toes, get him to stand in that position. Honestly, I think it's worth the money. That is when I became just enthralled with this figure. I'm like, I'd been holding off on the figure arts line, which was a big mistake because now they're up to like around 100 for some of the retired figures. But you knew the Marvel ones were good. But there were so many Star Wars figures, and I picked up this other Vader that we'll review maybe next show. I just didn't want to start being, I'm buying everything of every line. But now it's been about a year that all this stuff's been coming out, and I'm able to kind of get my bearings. And having this in hand, here's what I'll say. It's a total order of magnitude different than the Black Series figures. But if I were a collector starting today, I wouldn't buy Hasbro at all. Oh, wow. I'm not going to stop buying Hasbro because I'm so deep in and I like the fact that they'll give us a Zuvio and <laughs> Big Yards will never get that deep in the character roster. But this is such a higher quality item. And is it worth two Black Series figures? Hell, yes, it is. Absolutely, it is. Now, I've got a Darth Maul on the way and I just placed an order at Big Bad Toy Store. Did they get Jar Jar? 
No. Oh. But if they had him, you can bet he'd have hyper-articulated ears. That's what I was hoping for. I could move his ears in all different kinds of ways. I bet you'd even have mid-ear flaps. Yep. But what I got from Big Bad Toy Store, it's coming in April. I'm excited. The Biker Scout from Return of the Jedi. With a bike? With a speeder bike. That's going to be really sweet. Now, I got that from Big Bad Toy Store, which is usually more expensive than if I'm able to find somebody right in Japan to sell to me, but yet cheaper than secondary markets. He usually runs 80 to 100 per figure arts figure, whereas if I can get him straight from Japan, it's usually 50, 60 shipped. The speeder bike and biker scout was 200 from Big Bad Toy Store, but that's the exact reason I'd been holding off on figure arts now. But after spending a couple hours in the photo studio falling in love with this First Order Stormtrooper, I had no hesitation to get that biker scout. My only hesitation is, do I need to troop build him? I guess, you know, because of the price point, I'm assuming they're not assaulting you like the Black Series. Correct. So there's not as many. And so this might be a nice, like, supplemental collection. Or if you've been hesitant because you didn't like the Black Series, this might be the way to go. Here's what I'll say is, to me, having gotten... The Hot Toy Space Trooper you got me, which is 12-inch, and then gotten this, which is 6-inch. To me, this is the quality of a Hot Toys toy without all the accessories. I mean, we got six hands, which allows for a good variety of poses, but you don't get the 12 hands, and you don't get all the variations that come with it and the accessories. We only got one rifle, as I mentioned. But the Hot Toys Troopers cost anywhere between 200 and 300. These cost... 50 if I get them at regular price, 100 if I have to pay aftermarket. It's a quarter to half the price for all the quality, just half the size. For me, I'm wondering if this will fill my Hot Toys fix, because the Hot Toys hit so many variants of the Troopers already, Stormtroopers and First Order Troopers, that to me, I think I'd rather look at the Figure Arts line, because it's a lot less space to display and still a superior quality, what I consider a high-end figure. Hitting the Tamashi website, here's what I've missed out on. Stormtrooper, Darth Vader, who was reissued but without his figure base in the second version. Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker, who's one of the more expensive ones. I'd be very curious to see human faces. I looked at the face online, and I think it's pretty good, but I think that... Mark Hamill suffers from the Sandy Duncan look, and a lot of times with that short hair, if his hair is swooped over right, he looks like Sandy Duncan. He looked like Sandy Duncan in the holiday special. That's true, he did. It's the haircut. But I will say what really floors me about this is the different facial expressions that they've got. It looks like you come with at least two different heads, and I'm totally enthralled with this because they got windswept hair down, and it's fantastic. It looks natural. It doesn't look like a chunk of plastic shaped funny. It looks amazing. Then we've got the Darth Maul, who's on his way. An episode one battle droid. Oh. Phase one clone trooper. Kylo Ren. Episode one Obi-Wan. And I think they did a good job on the Obi-Wan face. Captain Phasma, who I'm kicking myself because I was at a Japan website when she was up for pre-order. And I'm like, eh, I'm going to hold off. I shouldn't have hold off. The Biker Scout. A Shadow Trooper. One thing that I was really wishing this First Order Stormtrooper had was the shield and baton of the Riot Trooper. Well, he was a Tamashi Web Shop limited item. Oh. But he's available if I go secondary market. Mace Windu, A New Hope Luke, 
and up for pre-order right now, the First Order Stormtrooper Heavy Gunner with a giant tripod-like e-web blaster and like a riot vest. These facial likenesses are Hot Toys quality. I know. They're gorgeous figures. I am absolutely in love. I mean, if I'm buying figure arts figures of lines I don't even collect, that's a sign that I have just fallen in love with the line. Yeah, it's these are pretty impressive. I'm not going to dive in. I'm not going to buy these all this week. But I've got Darth Maul on the way. I've got the Biker Scout pre-ordered. I'm going to get my hands on that Phasma before the price goes too high. And then we'll see. But speaking of First Order Stormtroopers, we also have... From Kotobukiya, the Artifacts Plus Stormtrooper 2-pack, going a bit bigger at about 8 inches tall compared to the Figuard 6. But these are a couple of statues versus action figures. We've been meaning to review these for a while. They've been gracing my recording desk and looking pretty cool on it ever since we were hooked up with these by Dan at Toy Fair. But this is the two Stormtrooper set that is out now. And we'll be comparing it to the not-yet-released single Stormtrooper pack that's coming. But just for some preface, I love the Artifacts Plus line. I was a little iffy on it when they first started it. Remember when they first announced it? I was buying all their Artifacts stuff. The Light Up Yodas, the Darth Mauls. And they started the smaller-scale Artifacts Plus. I remember seeing it, I think, at Toy Fair years ago in their showroom and being like, well, it's Rhoda and Ahsoka, and it was 2008 for the Clone Wars movie. They were doing a clone set and a Jedi set with the Build-A-Figures, and I was like, they're much smaller, they're much lighter weight. I wasn't quite sure how I felt about them, and as the line's gone on, though, this has become one of my favorite collectible lines. What put me off initially, their smaller size than the artifacts, means you can display a lot of them. Yeah, what's great about them is they come with a base which has room for others on it, so you can put as few or as many as you want if you want to troop build with these, and you can change them up because it's got that great magnetic base. Yeah, that's something they introduced very early on with the magnetic feet and have stuck with and it does mean much easier to display the smaller statues sometimes have a tipping problem the magnet takes care of that it's nice strong magnets i don't know if they're super magnets you have to keep away from babies but they're good magnets in here and they've really become original trilogy focused as this line's continued lately we've been seeing a lot of the ot stuff coming in the artifacts plus with the prequel stuff being kind of the exclusives they put out versus the main line but they went heavy with the force awakens and the stormtrooper two pack but coming to this i felt i knew what i was going to be reviewing because having quite a few artifacts plus figures or statues they're snapped together so they can technically be model kits (laughs) you can't see me air quoting on that (laughs) in order to keep the licensing going and you put them together and they're nice little statues but i knew I have some that have switch out arms and some that have various heads and things. And it's the same with their Bishojos. We had that with the Jaina Solo Bishojo and the Mara Jade with the swap out hands and lightsabers and things. But nothing prepared me for what I saw when I opened this box for the First Order Stormtrooper 2 pack. There were so many accessories that it was a double layered package with two torsos with heads and a total of 10 different arms and eight different legs. I was actually daunted 
by how many parts there were. I knew that you could display these a number of different ways, but I didn't expect that many different pieces. And with right legs and left legs, I did look it up on their site. You can do 12 different poses. I think that's that makes sense because I did put one arm with one other arm that made no sense and it looked like the stormtrooper was shooting himself in the bicep. Yeah, that didn't make sense. So, I mean, you can make some wacky poses, like, you know, maybe pretend like they're caught, like, mid-action or something, but 12 makes sense once you look at the arms and the legs. And it came with four different guns, two per trooper. You get the blaster rifle and the blaster. And so there's a lot of duplication going on when I said that there were eight legs. Each of these has two sets of legs to choose from and they don't intermix the legs very well so you can either have the wide stance action legs or the straight legs but you got two pairs of straight legs you could have them both standing at attention and two pairs of wide action legs so a lot of different combinations going on here that normally i think you'd have to buy multiple sets to get so many sets i i wouldn't fault them If they didn't send duplicates, if they didn't send two legs standing at attention, if they didn't send two legs in the action stance, if it was just two different poses, I wouldn't ding them. But I have to credit them for including all those legs. It really gives you a lot of customization ability. You can really just make these how you want and you can change them up because it's really easy to snap the pieces in and out. So you can totally get an entire troop of these and just make it whatever you want, which is kind of cool. That's the nice thing about this set. Yeah, it's almost a little too easy to snap them in and out. I had a little trouble getting the legs situated because of a feature in the torso I'll talk about in a second. But you do have to kind of push them in there and the arms I didn't have as much of a problem with. I was just able to squeeze. The legs you're kind of shoving up in there. Now, I know all these arms and legs are what they've done with their troopers in the past. They did them with their phase one clones they did them with their original trilogy stormtroopers but i just haven't gotten those sets i've focused on the characters like luke han the droids i just never picked up those trooper sets so to get this in person in my hand really impressed me and the other thing i didn't know that their troopers had was articulation yeah that makes it really neat because you can move the head there's some mid chest there's some waist articulation with some of the arms the wrist turns too so you can get that gun in a number of different poses so you can again customize these all you want and keep changing them yeah the neck is actually got two different points of articulation on it it's got a ball socket helmet and then there's also rotation around the shoulder area so it's like a double jointed neck the torso is pretty much just a swivel it gets a little bit of tilt to it but not much the waist you can just swivel but the fact that there's that articulation means that you can again just have an infinite number of combinations of poses now by having them twisted different ways and things this is a set that is really intended that if you have just one, it'll look great if you buy just the single pack, but it's really intended to be if you wanted to set up a platoon, if you wanted to have a battle scene of these. And we've seen in person that awesome, awesome display that they set up at Celebration and things with all those stormtroopers, and that's what they're looking at. You can do that kind of diorama building, which really you don't see that often with statues. No, that is an impressive sight at their conventions, though, the fleet. But I really like this 
I've always been a fan of the artifacts anyway. And the fact that this has so many arms and so many legs and you can make it your own and keep changing it up. It's really cool. I really advocate getting more of these. These guys are original trilogies. I think this is making me need to go back and pick up or at least look for maybe while we're at C2E2 the Stormtroopers and the Phase 1 clones because I just didn't realize what I was missing out on. Yeah, these are really cool. And what's great is you can just scatter them around your collection. You can make a diorama. I think they'd be kind of cute scattered around just in various places like Waldo or something. <laughs> the paint on them's really well done too. I mean, with a Stormtrooper, you're just dealing with black and white, but we've seen how Hasbro can get outside the lines or not give full coverage. And this has some really good looking paint on it. And the whites match. They're all white, the same shade. Yeah, it's all cast from the same plastic. And I like that they gave him the hip pistol, too. Both of the right legs come with a hip pistol. It's not removable, but it adds that level of detail there. So no matter what, you've got him posed with two different guns. But for all these accessories, I'll say there's one thing they're doing with their upcoming single pack that they didn't do with the two pack. The single pack comes with several of the same accessories, but it also comes with four different shoulder pauldrons. So you can have like that sand troopery look. So if you want an army build, there's this set, but the single, when it comes out, will also allow you to add that extra detail to it. But still, this is great. And the fact that the two pack, the MSRP on it is $84.99. That's actually really reasonable for two figures with more hands and arms and legs that you could ever possibly need. Yeah, and I'm looking just very quickly online. I can see it as cheap as $70 online. So you're looking at $35 for these statues. And individually, the Artifacts Plus usually run 50 to 60. So you're getting a great bargain with a ton of accessories. It's just another really solid entry in their line. And I cannot wait to get the VAC metalized Phasma to display between these two. Oh, that's going to be sweet. Yeah. But from what I'm seeing on Kodo's site, it looks like the single packaged one only can stand pretty much at attention. It doesn't have all the action poses and the fighting stances of this one. So if you combine the two sets, then you can get your pauldron sand troopers with different ranks all out in the action. Yeah, the Phasma is a must-have. It is a pre-order. It is not a wait-for because I think that one's going to be pretty hard to come by as one of the few vac-metalized Phasma things other than a soap bottle. I don't know why the soap bottle gets it and the Hasbro toys <laughs> don't. It's bubble bath, Arnie. Yes. But definitely check out the photos in our photo gallery at SWActionNews.com. And if you get a chance, check these out in person. They're available online and at your finer Barnes & Noble stores. And while we're speaking all about First Order Stormtroopers, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Dorkside Toys, one of the sponsors of our show. We mentioned earlier we don't have much luck finding the new Hasbro Black Series 6-inch in stores, and Dorkside Toys has some ready to ship right now. Yeah, if you missed out on the Wave 2 set, which is pre-sold out... You can get revision one to that wave, which instead of getting two snowtroopers, you're going to get a Django and a snowtrooper. So you're going to not have to worry about having the troop building if you're not into that. So that's a really great thing. And honestly, Dorkside Toys, I buy stuff all the time for Arnie from them because they ship within 24 hours. 
Yeah, they've got that case in stock, ready to ship within 24 hours. They also have individual, if you still need a Captain Phasma. If you want another Flame Trooper or Snow Trooper or Jango Fett or FN-2187, those are all available individually. And speaking of troop building Snow Troopers, if you want to go the other way and you do want to troop build Snow Troopers, they have a case of four Snow Troopers available for pre-order right now for $80. And that's actually a good price because the individual figures are $21.99. So you're getting a little bit of a discount on those snow troopers. When going to Dorkside Toys, please use the link from our homepage and we thank them for helping to support Star Wars Action News. And that is our show for this week. Thank you everyone who has followed us and supported us on Podbean. We appreciate all of your support and tell your friends, you know. And if you haven't, You can get to our Podbean page by going to swactionnews.com forward slash support. And don't forget, if you're going to Indiana Comic Con on Saturday, April 30th, we are hosting the 30th anniversary screening of Howard the Duck. It starts at 7 p.m. You can start lining up at 6 p.m. And it's going to be a good time. We're going to bring some of our props from the movie. We're going to talk a little bit about the movie and hopefully have a sing-along at the end with the Howard the Duck song is what I'm hoping for. You don't have to sing. You just have to come, though. We've got prizes for the first 50 or so people who show up. It'll be a great time. Hope to see you there. Thank you very much for listening. May the pegs be stopped and the force be with you. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find pictures of the toys reviewed, chat with other Star Wars collectors, and find hundreds of Star Wars Action News episodes at our website, swactionnews.com. This podcast is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. We rely on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to swactionnews.com slash support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback on Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The links to our social media sites are at swactionnews.com. You can also send us your latest store reports, figure reviews, and more. Email us an MP3 or iPhone voice memo at show at swactionnews.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also enjoy Marvel Comics, you can hear Arnie and Marjorie talk about the toys and statues based on Marvel Comics characters on the Marvelicious Toys podcast at marveliciousToys.com. Star Wars Action News is always looking for new people to help with the show. You can find a list of skills we need on our blog at VenganzaMedia.com. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, edited, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. 
Website designed by Jason. Graphic design by Jay. Photo editing by Scott and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Andrew, Brock, Daryl, Jerry, Jonathan, Nathan, and Steve. For more Star Wars collecting, check out GalacticHunter.com, JediDefender.com, JediTempleArchives.com, and YakFace.com. And we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. Star Wars and all that the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. I was getting stuff out in the photo studio. Studio. Su-su-studio. Perhaps we should drive up and see Andrew and show him one of these. His wife might be happier. Well, <laughs> not that she's not happy, but maybe it's something that Andrew might want to dip his big toe in. Cause... So you're saying his wife would be happier with six inches than 12. Oh, wait, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I'm saying that Andrew really loves hot toys and maybe he'd like these too.